Who are the saints? We're here to celebrate the saints today on All Saints Day. So who are the saints that we're celebrating? We can think about them as, uh, as kind of the superheroes of the Catholic Church, right? We wouldn't be wrong in doing so because they are heroes. To be recognized as a saint means that that person's made it, right? They've run the race and they've fought the good fight, as St. Paul describes it in, in 2 Timothy. And now they, they live with God forever in heaven. They've made it. Right? They're the heroes of the faith. They're our inspiration. And they're our intercessors. So they're the Catholic superheroes. But we have to be careful in thinking about them as, as superheroes, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, we think about superheroes today, and you know the Marvel movies are so popular, and so we think about Captain America, or we think about Iron Man, or the Hulk, right? These are the superheroes. Uh, or we might think about Superman or Spider-Man. Um, and these are good, right? And the movies are good, and the stories are good, because they, they tell us stories about those who are working for justice, and those who are seeking to help others, and their stories of self-sacrifice, and all these things are really good things. But the one flaw that they all have is that they're fictional. And the superheroes in these stories all depend on these special abilities that they have to, uh, you know, to bring about justice. And so while we might look up to them in a way and admire them, we know we're never going to be like them, right? As much as we admire Superman, we know we're never going to be able to fly or shoot laser beams out of our eyes or any of the other cool things that, that Superman might do. But not all heroes are fictional. There are real-life heroes. And I'm not talking about celebrities. If celebrities are your heroes, you need to get better heroes. <laughs> celebrities are good, and there's lots of things we can admire about them. You know, if someone's really good at singing, or if they're a really good actor, or if they're a really uh, you know, well-honed athlete, like those things take discipline. And it's good for us. It's okay to admire those skills, but we shouldn't confuse them with moral virtue. We run into problems when we equate our celebrity heroes with, with people of moral virtue. If we make heroes out of celebrities, we're always going to, to be disappointed. But I'm talking about those real-life heroes that are more common, more everyday heroes, those that really work to sacrifice themselves, to give themselves out in service for others. I'm talking about people like firefighters who, who go into a burning building to rescue someone who is in need of assistance, or the police officers who put their lives on the line every day to keep us safe, um, doctors and nurses who run themselves ragged in, in ERs to, to help those uh, suffering from trauma, um, or the first responders you know, that, that run towards danger when everybody else is running away from danger. You know, we celebrate these people, rightly so, as heroes, but even with this kind of ordinary, everyday sort of hero, we recognize that there's something exceptional about those people. And that's, that's why we call them heroes, because they have exceptional bravery or exceptional dedication. And there's a little bit of ourselves that say, man, I don't know if I have what it takes to do that. You know, not everybody has the heart of a first responder. Not everyone has the heart for that. And so all of these heroes that we might emulate, you know, the common thread is they're exceptional to some degree. So when we think about the saints as the Catholic heroes, we have to make one exception there. There's a difference. And that is that their superpower is holiness. Their superpower is holiness. And that's why we call them saints. That's what the word saint means. It comes from the word sanctus, 
like we sing at Mass, Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. It means holy, that word. And we call them saints because they're holy. But unlike Superman's ability to fly, holiness is a superpower that we all can possess. That we all can possess. And in fact, we're all commanded to possess it. One of the, uh, the great things that the Second Vatican Council reminded us of and brought to the forefront of the church is this universal call to holiness. In, uh, in the Second Vatican Council document, Lumen Gentium, um, on the, the Constitution on the Church, it says that everybody universally is called to a vocation of holiness. And this wasn't an idea that like, kind of sprang out of nowhere, brand new in the 1960s. This has always been part of the Christian life. Uh, we can go back to the scriptures and we can see both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God speaking about this call to holiness, right? Both in, in both Testaments, God tells us to be holy as I am holy. You can find that in Leviticus. You can find that in the Gospels. You can find that in 1 Peter. God gives us the command, be holy as I am holy. Now, God is not going to command us to do something that we're not capable of doing, or that he's not going to make us capable of doing. So we know, we know with certainty that each one of us is capable of being holy because God says that we can. And more than that, God says that we should. Holiness is expected of us. It shouldn't be the exception among Christians. It should be the norm. Holiness should be the norm. We all are called to be saintly superheroes. But how do you do that? It's one thing to say it, right? But how do you actually do that? How do we become holy? Well, we do that by cooperating with God's sanctifying grace. Easy, right? <laughs> so go do that. Go cooperate with God's sanctifying grace. Well, what is God's sanctifying grace? What are you talking about? Grace is a gift from God. And sanctifying grace is therefore a gift from God that makes us holy, that sanctifies us. Okay, but what does that even mean? Right? What is holiness? Maybe we should start there. To be holy is to be like God. God alone is holy. So if we want to be holy, that means we have to be like God. We have to be divine. And since holiness is to be like God, when God gives us his sanctifying grace... What he's actually giving us is himself. He's giving us a share in his own divine life to make us holy. To bring to perfection that image and likeness of God that's already there within us as part of how we were made in his image and likeness, right? But it's become obscured by sin. He brings that out. That's how he makes us holy. So in other words, holiness doesn't mean turning us into something that we're not. It doesn't mean making, you know, doing anything you know, contrary to our nature. What it means is becoming the best versions of who we are. To become holy is to become our true self. And that's why the saints are so, so different and so unique and so interesting to us. Right? We look on a saint and what we see in that person is a perfected human being, someone who is actually living the way that they're supposed to as being made in God's image. 
And that can look like so many different things because we're all different. We're all different people. So it can be a, a little French nun who only lived to the age of 24 and who spent most of her years in a convent. I'm talking about St. Therese of Lisieux. Or a saint could be an ornery old abbot who was so strict with his monks that they tried to poison him not once but twice. <laughs> right? St. Benedict. Or a saint can be a young man who enjoys mountain climbing and hiking and who is dedicated to social reform, like blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. A saint can be a mystic who receives visions from God and writes great works of music and poetry, like St. Hildegard von Bingen. Or a saint can be a husband or a wife who suffered the loss of four of their children and then struggled with how to deal with a rebellious daughter like Saints Louis and Zelie Martin. In other words, a saint can be anybody. A saint can be anybody. A saint can be you. Only if you choose to be one. Because this is another part of God's nature that we forget to talk about sometimes. Uh, and that is that it's part of God's nature not just to be good and not just to be true and not just to be beautiful. These are the, the transcendental, transcendental aspects of God. But it's also part of God's nature to be free. And so as creatures made in his image, God has imparted that gift to us as well, the gift of freedom. And that means none of us is going to be made holy against our will. God is not going to force any one of us to be a saint. We have to want it. We have to choose to be like God. We have to choose to be holy. And the saints should be our encouragement right, in making that choice because they're examples of what that choice looks like when we actually live that out. Right? They show us what it means for a human person to actually cooperate with God's grace in their lives. They show us what it means to love selflessly. They show us what holiness looks like. And most importantly, they show us that it's possible. Our creator is calling us into communion with him. That's why we long for something else. That's why we long for something beyond this world. Our psalm today said, Lord, this is a people that longs to see your face. And the beautiful thing is, that's exactly what God wants to show us. He wants to show us his face. That's the beautiful destiny that he's calling us to. And there can't be anything more noble than that. John says, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. And so we are. Yet so we are. We are God's children now. What we shall, shall be has not yet been revealed, but we know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We shall be like him. We shall be holy. We can't do that on our own. But we don't have to. Because God gives us every grace that we need to achieve that perfection of holiness if we choose it. If we choose to be with him. And part of that divine assistance that he provides comes to us through the intercession of the saints comes through us, through these holy men and women who have gone before us, who have run the race, and now they look upon us with eyes that have seen the face of God. And they help us through their prayers 
by cheering us on towards that heavenly finish line.